0: Hello friends, welcome. I spend a lot of time at the gym primarily to rehabilitate my leg and and that story can be found elsewhere. But I want to share with you some of the common mistakes that I see people make at the gym and this can help you both if you are someone who likes to work out, or if you're someone like me who's trying to rehabilitate yourself after an injury. So there's three or four things that people tend to do incorrectly that can result in actually injury and weakness and some other types of problems. So the first thing that I'd like to mention is the amount of weight that people choose to lift or to use in their workout. In the gym it seems that almost everybody believes that they need to lift very heavy weights and it seems that they think that these heavy weights are necessary so that they can gain muscle. But actually, this isn't even close to true. The heavy weights build bulk, bulky muscles. That's what they do. When you lift heavier weights, you're not able to do the same number of repetitions. And so you get bulk, but you don't get as much strength that bulk. In fact, there's one man who I regularly see at the gym and he's been working out for three years. He's got much larger muscles than me. In fact, I'd say his arms are probably triple the size of my arms. And he was demonstrating to me an exercise that he does for his biceps muscles. And just out of curiosity, I wanted to see if I could lift the same amount of weight that he could lift. And he tried to stop me and say that it was going to be too much for me, but I said I just wanted to try it. And I was able to do 10 repetitions at the weight that he lifts even though he's triple my size and has been going to the gym more consistently and more regularly than I have so why is it that I was able to lift the same weights that he lifted and it was just as smooth and 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 slightly a struggle for me just like I saw in him the reason is because the key is not to lift the heaviest weight that you can but the key is to do as many repetitions as you can so a medium weight with many repetitions will build muscle heavy weights with few repetitions builds a lot of bulk and me, personally, I don't want a lot of bulk. I don't want big muscles that get in the way. Of course, as you do, as you exercise, it will give your your body definition and tone and all that, of course, and that's good. But I prefer smaller muscles that are stronger. And so when I lift, I intentionally go less weight than the maximum that I can lift, and I do many more repetitions. And that's just a much, in my opinion, just a much healthier way to do it. And now this leads into the second problem that I commonly see people having at the gym. And it's the fluidness of their movement. When you perform an exercise, you should be able to do it precisely and smoothly, and the movement should be the same speed throughout the entire exercise. But what I see people doing is I see them straining to lift a weight about a third of the way into the movement and they move it as fast as they can and then near the end of their movement they, they move it and so what you see is a little burst of a ratchety movement where it goes fast and then it slows down and fast and slow fast and slow and I'm sure they think that it's great that they can lift that much weight, but what they're really doing is they're strengthening the muscles that are already too strong without giving the muscles that are not strong enough in that movement muscle group the ability to get strong. So let me explain that in a little bit more detail. In any movement, that you're going to do, your arms or your legs or your body, there's groups of muscles involved, three or four, maybe. And at different phases of the movement, one muscle or another is going to be more actively involved. And so for the first third of the movement, you might have one muscle that's doing most of the work. And during the second third of the movement, there might be another muscle that's the primary mover. And then during the end, there's going to be another one. It's just the the angle of your joints, and it compares to where those joints attach to the bones. And so as you do one, simple movement you're actually activating lots of different muscles and at each position in the movement there's going to be a different muscle that is primarily the worker. So as people do this heavy lifting and they're working up as much speed as they can and it's ratchety and everything, what's really happening is there's a muscle that's too strong, and that muscle that's too strong is able to produce so much speed so that the inertia will actually carry the weight during a portion of that movement until some stronger muscles are able to get involved and finish the movement. And so those muscles in the middle aren't actually getting exercised because... The muscles in the beginning are so strong that the inertia moves it past that muscle's need, and then a stronger muscle at the end picks up and completes the the movement. In reality, what I'm describing here is you're taking a muscle that's already too strong for that muscle group, And you're making it much stronger. But because you're pushing with inertia through that mid-range, that mid-range muscle actually is the weak one, but it's not getting exercised properly. And then at the end, it picks up with the other group that's also strong. And so in my mind, that's not the kind of exercise that you really want to do, because In order to have stability in your muscles, you really need to be able to have strength throughout the movement. And so you're much better off to go with a lighter weight, less force, so that you can perform the smoothest the smoothest movement that is possible, and that way you know for sure that no muscle group is doing the work of some of the other muscle groups, and the entire movement is being strengthened equally and, and in balance with, with the other muscles in that movement. So that's the second main issue that I see a lot of people doing. And the third issue is kind of related to the second issue. And it has to do with the balancing of muscle strength in muscle groups. But the particular groups that I'm now talking about for this third problem are the postural muscles. So I see people. The gym with incredible imbalances in their postural muscles and the thing that I see most commonly is for the, the pectoralis and the anterior deltoids and the biceps to be really really built without proper strength in the the rhomboids and the lower trapezius and those muscles in the back, the subscapularis and so forth, the 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 uh, triceps. And so, what happens when you have this type of imbalance in your your body is this affects your posture. So these people at the gym that I see, the shoulders are rounded forward, and they they look really really strong in the chest, and and they probably think that they're very strong. But these people are also the most likely to get injured because they have a substantial imbalance. The muscles are what holds your bones together, your 208 moving bones that you have in your body. Your muscles hold these together as you move. And you always, uh, I used to think that the working muscles were the ones that were the only muscles that were being used in an activity, but it's just not true. The opposing muscles need to hold that joint in place. And so they tighten to a certain degree to keep the joint in optimal position. When the working muscles get too strong, when they get so strong that the opposing muscles or the postural muscles are not able to hold that joint in place the joint begins to move out of place while that muscle is working and that causes injury followed by profound weakness it does the exact opposite of what you hope for and I see a lot of people getting injured at the gym because they don't realize that the imbalance of the exercises is actually what's causing the problem. But here what I'm talking about is postural imbalance. And so with the example given, we've got the muscles in the front moving those shoulders very far, rounded forward, and the arms curved in and so forth. What that does is it creates a resting posture that is out of balance. Your shoulders should be back and down and your shoulder blades should be parallel to each other and they should be pulled in a little bit as you walk so that you can have very straight posture. And there's similar imbalances that happen in the legs. And in the uh, the trunk as well and so when you have these imbalances then what happens is you move through your life just living and being but you're wearing out your joints and causing deterioration that's completely unnecessary and all of this is happening because of the imbalance in your postural muscles. Now let me explain to you just briefly some of the imbalances that happen in the legs. So uh, you may find that when you sit down, you instantly turn your feet outward or you cross your, your legs or you cross your, your ankle over your knee or you, you rotate your thighs, any of these things that happen to you automatically when you sit down and decide to relax, it indicates that the muscles in your legs are out of balance and that the postural muscles are not strong enough to support your daily functioning. And so I've already explained the imbalance in the upper body and in, in the trunk. Um, there may be like stooped posture or uh, an ab- uh, abdominal muscles that are like that flare out or something to that effect. So as you lay down and your legs flare out or Cross over, or you crush me, or you sit down and these things happen, or as you stand up or sit down and your shoulders slump forward, or your neck comes forward. When all of these things happen, this is a clear sign to you that you have postural imbalance. And what I recommend that you do is before you do any more exercising of those muscles that are most popularly exercised you know squeezing your hands together doing uh, calf like pumping the the legs to to work the calves um you know curls for the biceps bench presses these types of things before you do any more of those types of exercises it's essential that you first get your postural muscles strong enough so that they hold your body in proper position when you're at rest this lets you know that you're in proper balance then and only then should you begin to do a balanced workout routine where you work the postural muscles along with those other muscles that everybody likes to work out—get their chest strong and their arm, their, their um, biceps strong—and and people really like to strengthen their hamstrings and their calves and everything. And um, you know, the, the people love to have well-formed abdominal muscles and so forth. Um, so the, the key here is that you need to get these strengthened and I'm actually in a future segment going to show you some of the exercises that I do in order to get these muscles balanced but you don't necessarily need anything special they've got lots of equipment at the gym that you can use and they even have pictures on the machines that show you which muscles this particular machine is designed to strengthen and when you use that machine to strengthen in the upper back the muscles that are in the Excuse me, in the upper body, those muscles that are in the back, and in the lower body, those muscles that are in the front. That's what you want to strengthen. And so you look on the picture of the machine and it lets you know which muscle. And as you do this, just make sure that you lift less weight than maybe you think you need to do, and do more repetitions. So instead of 10, Try 30 or 50 repetitions in a set. And you're not necessarily going to see your muscles bulk up like other people at the gym. And you may even people have people looking down at you thinking that you're, you're weak or that you're not lifting enough. Or that they may even tell you that they think that you're crazy. But as you do these things, it's really going to make your body properly balanced so that you can live pain-free and injury-free and deterioration-free so that your body can continue to have its proper form into your older adulthood. And that's really a great thing. And one other thing that this does by strengthening those muscles in the back that are good for the posture of your trunk is that this is going to provide greater input into your brain to keep your brain functioning at a higher frequency throughout your entire brain through that spinal thalamic pathway which is really really beautiful all right well thank you for listening in with me it's been a pleasure and i look forward to talking with you soon